Well, hello, and welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for May 8th. I'm Dana Dooley from Genesis Collective in Costa Mesa, California, standing in for the one and only John Mark Comer. Now, I would love to be up in Portland with all of you, getting to see your faces and speaking about Jesus in person. But since that is not our current reality, I send a deep love and affection for you as a community. It was about this time last year that myself and my husband had the privilege of being with you, and I long for the days where that reality can once again be ours. But until then, may you be encouraged and strengthened by his truth this morning. So last week, I came across a hymn that I had never read before uh, or a song written by Charles Wesley, and its opening verse begins with this line, weary souls that wander wide from the central point of bliss. It reminded me of another more well-known hymn, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. For I am prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. And it got me thinking about how all too often I find myself far from what Wesley beautifully called that central point of bliss, that goodness, that grace, that kind of fountain, how easily and honestly unconsciously I wander from his presence. And even now, when I am physically stationary, being forced to shelter in place, I can't go out, I can't see people, I can't be distracted by my city in the same way. All of the reasons and excuses I sometimes give for not having time for Jesus still, without all of these things, my heart and my soul and my mind and my body can be drawn away from that central point. But even as I recognize my propensity, I am made ever new aware of his constancy. Because thankfully, God does not wander. He does not leave. He is never weary or lost. No, his presence is constant, always there, always around me. Wesley continues his hymn with this exhortation to us weary, wandering souls. He says, find in Christ the way of peace, peace unshakable, unknown. By his pain, he gives you ease, life by his expiring groan. Find on earth the life of heaven and live the life of heaven above all the life of glorious love. You see, hymnist and psalmist alike invite us back to this place, this central point, peace, unspeakable, goodness, unshakable, the life of heaven to live on earth. And so daily, hourly, let's be honest, every minute, Now, tonight, tomorrow morning, we are being invited to draw ourselves back, not to an actual place, but to this living, breathing, ever-present presence of God. We are being invited to learn that lifelong discipline of re-tethering our souls to Him. For today, 
I want to lead us through Psalm 16, a beautiful example, I think, of what this looks like, where David demonstrates passionately, but also practically, how he pulls himself back into an awareness of God's presence. He begins with a prayer or a request. Verse 1, he says, preserve me, O God. It's a simple and honest desire for dependence on God. Wherever he finds himself as he sits to write this, there is a desperate need for the preservation of God. And then he moves from request into intention. Verse 2, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. And even as he is speaking out this truth, I see him as reminding himself of that reality. I am saying out loud to the Lord, I know that I have no good apart from you. You are where all goodness lies. And then he continues on, verse 7, I will praise the Lord. I have set the Lord always before me. At night, he counsels me. David here is enacting the reality of God's presence. He is singing God's praises. He is fixing his gaze. He is centering his heart and his mind and his body before the Lord. I have set the Lord always before me. Once again, I retether myself to the reality of my beautiful Savior. And then finally, after prayer and intention and action, verse 9, David writes, Therefore, therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. Another translation says, heart, body, soul are filled with joy. My my flesh dwells secure, for you will not abandon me to the grave or let me see corruption. No, David writes, you make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. My favorite line, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Friends, nothing nourishes, nothing satisfies, nothing sustains the way his presence can. He is our central point of bliss, and we know that, but daily we have to bring ourselves back to this reality? And can I invite you to anchor yourself here? Can I invite you to take Psalm 16 today? Can I be bold enough maybe to encourage you to sing it out the way the Psalms were meant to be engaged with? Sing out these words. Let the lyrics of such a beautiful and profound song wash over you because even if it is completely out of tune, Even if you sound absolutely ridiculous in the shower, these words have the power to draw us back to his goodness. From dependence, preserve me, to intention, I have no good apart from you. I am setting you before me, therefore my heart and body and soul are filled with joy in your presence. Nothing can replace that 
And so today, as you go about your work or don't work, maybe you're homeschooling your kids, maybe you're spending time with a spouse, a roommate, a friend, maybe you're on your own, as you walk your dog, as you wash dishes or or cook dinner, or tonight, as you lie down in bed and you take that long last breath of the day, a sign that May the 8th is over. I want to invite you to sing these words. And even as you do, may you be aware in that moment of his presence, the deep soul-filling, body-nourishing, mind-satisfying, absolutely exquisite joy of Jesus. This is a time to remember that our belief that our relationship with Jesus is not confined to religious spaces, to church activities. But in the words of Charles Wesley's mother, Suzanne Wesley, help me, Lord, to remember that everywhere I am is your presence. Go today in the knowledge of that. Everywhere you are, so is the presence of the living God.